you know how we're going to start this one? How? I bought this suit jacket today. Hey! Ooh. Uh, I bought this uh, today. Uh, Did you? I uh, mean, there is a tag on it. Tell me there you are many have, tags on it. Tell me you have something to go to that necessitates you get a suit jacket around this time. No, he bought it for the scenies. A wedding. Okay, thank God. <laughs> but we're going to pretend that I don't. <laughs> yeah, Corey, cut that out. No, um, keep it there. Wait, no. Okay, wait. Okay, that's it. That's how we're starting this. But now I'm taking this jacket off because it's really hot and it is new and I still need to get it tailored and it's a whole thing. Carson, I wish that you would have started with um, your song from last season. Oh, well, I thought about a song, but I, I thought, no, I want to do, it's a lot of effort. Here's the thing. I think for the Howies this year, I'm going to do a song again. I don't know. Whatever. Hey, don't hold me to any of that. Uh, we're back with the Scenies. Here, here it is. Um, I'm sure you've all been waiting with bated breath. And here we are. We're ready. We're here. Yeah. If if you didn't if you didn't enjoy us listening, uh, if you didn't enjoy listening to us talk about these movies enough for the past six months, we're about to do it again for probably about, about ninety minutes. To do it again. We're oh. back, baby. We're back. What's that? Oh wait. Oh, it's a screw top. Damn. I thought this was going to oh. be a cork. This is this is whiskey. Is what this is. Oh, very fun. Nice. I have to stay. I have to stay sober because I am going to do athletic things after this i have to drive so this oh. is the one and only i'm gonna drink excellent excellent but i am gonna have this one. um i'm going yeah. to a brewery after this so hell yeah, yeah. this is this is the scenes it is our kind of season recap uh before we begin our next season and i gotta say you guys overall like this ballot was both so 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 easy and also so 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 hard it because, was trying like, yeah yeah. yeah, we did a, we did so many good movies this year. Oh, we did shit that was fantastic. Let me tell you, we did bangers. That, yeah, there's basically every category. I've got two to three people, or you know, things that I'm just there are movies that I'm just like really heartbroken that I had to leave out. You know, Off, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so with that being said, do y'all just want to like get into it? I do. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, um, let's get into it. Where do we want to start? let's start let's do supporting let's do supporting okay. actor then supporting actress okay all right the the supportings my supportings go so fucking hard can i can i go same, first same yeah okay. so why don't we do okay. do we want to do let's let's all do actor okay and then we'll award then let's all do actress okay perfect yes. i love it okay i love how we because we also over on patreon do um do like our oscars like our version of like the actual year's releases oscars and i love how every time we are just deciding on the fly like what order we're gonna do how we're gonna do it it's part of it uh, I love it's it. part I love of it, it. Okay. is there a producer on the show does someone produce this Corey, you're the producer and you're really good at your job yeah. and you're literally the only reason this iteration of the show absolutely. has lasted now a year. you are absolutely now an entire year yeah we're killing it we started in because august of, you. of 2021 and it's now august of 2022 and oh, hell yeah. oh shit that's right hell yeah okay fantastic happy one year All right. ladies Happy one year. Supporting actor, William Hurt, RIP for Broadcast News. Good, good. Pat Morita for The Karate Kid. Joseph Pantoliano for Bound. Joel Gray for Cabaret. Good little rhyme. Chris Klein for Election. Very good. Good bound. Chris Klein, was he, was he uh, Steve Metzler? Yes, he was. Excellent. We have, Hell yeah, he was. 
we have a fairly similar group. Mm. So for supporting actor, my nominees are, and I actually went through this year because I didn't want to give away the goat or anything. So all of my categories, the the nominees are just listed in release order. Okay. So if it was released before another movie in like in our season, um, then then it comes first. Yeah, so mine are they, in no particular order. I just yeah. basically as they came to me. Pay no mind. Yes. Um, so my supporting actor is Jeff Daniels for the Squid mm. and the Whale. Mm. Albert Brooks for Broadcast News. Pat Morita for The Karate Kid. Joel Gray for Cabaret. And Joe Pantoliano for Bound. Yeah. Tag yourself. Are you best supporting William Hurt or best supporting Albert Brooks? Honestly, honestly. honestly. The two two genders, best supporting William Hurt or best supporting Albert Brooks. All right, Corey, go. Um, All right, best supporting actor. We're going to start off strong with someone that has not been mentioned yet. Mm -hmm. Billy Zane for Titanic. Oh, very good take. Yes. Very good take. Excellent take. Yes. So far as to say. Um, Joel Gray for Cabaret. Of course. Albert Brooks for Broadcast News. I am, uh, tag yourself, I'm Albert Brooks. Mm. Uh, Alec Guinness for Dr. Zhivago. Very good. Yeah. Also a good take. And Doug Jones for Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, very good take. Hyper good take. Oh, I'm nice. mad I didn't think about that one. That's, oh, fuck. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, Kirsten, why don't you just go? Yeah, I Give mean, whatever comments you need to I, about I, your... I, I, wait, no. You go first. You go first. Me go first? Okay. Yes. So I, I, I must say, I too struggled between Albert Brooks and William Hurt for who to nominate. I kind of decided, and like, this is a bit of a spoiler for later down the line. I kind of, I didn't nominate William Hurt for best actor. And I do think it is like a, it's a three lead film. Like it is like the three of them are like co-leads with Holly Hunter being like the lead, but they're, they're all leading roles. However, I put Albert Brooks down because he's more of a supporting character than William Hurt is in my opinion. And uh, I just, I like that performance a lot. Um, Pat Morita is great. Joel Gray is incredible. Joey Pants is my boy. Um, however, the performance that I have thought about more than any since I have watched the films this year, I really do think is Jeff Daniels and Squid and the Whale. Yeah. I really think like something about that performance, something about how observant he is as an actor to just get the like, just the like borderline narcissism of of that of that character. I forget how I phrased it on the um on our episode. So go back and listen to that episode. But um, he just taps into something that is so real and also so like foreign and scary and believable and understandable and sad that um, I just, I think about that. I think about that movie all the time, actually. That is one of the ones from this season that's really stuck with me. So uh, Jeff Daniels for Good in the Whale gets my, gets my Best Supporting Actor award. I love wow. that. Wow. Wow. Um, so I will say I, I had you go first. Wait, oh my God, I'm still trying to find, I can't find it. This is, oh no, this sucks. Um, okay, well, I was going to try and uh, find the speech that Jason Manzukis gives in the community episode, Queer Studies and Advanced Waxing. Um, and I couldn't find the like written monologue of it. That was just going to be my explanation for why Pat Arita is my win. Um, but 
here's here's the thing is that I'll I'll just summarize it. People think that the Karate Kid is a story about this fucking kid who moves across the country and learns karate. No, not so. It is a story about Mr. Miyagi and about the troubleships that he has been through and about how he is uh how he has been formed by those hardships and how he has become a better person, I would say. But in, in all seriousness, um, Pat, we talked about it in the Karate Kid episode. This performance made me cry multiple times. Uh, Pat Rita. I think that Mr. Miyagi and Karate Kid generally has become such a meme, obviously, because it's, it's one of the most like, it, it is just one of the most like, frequently referenced movies of the 80s uh to the point where like every time since recording that episode and since re-watching Karate Kid I have tried to explain to people no guys Karate Kid's really fucking good and Pat Marina Marita goes so hard in it like they they know all the references they know exact like they know the hallmarks of the performance but they don't believe me that it's that good and I just want to shine the light on Pat Rita and how like how commanding his performance is, how ultimately and like immediately iconic it was and how emotionally affecting it was. Um, and yeah, there you go. Pat Morita. Yes. What a guy. Um, I want to say really quickly, we will come back to this mm. um, for the Karate Kid. Um, mm. I won't say when or how or why, but I have more to say about the Karate Kid. Fantastic. I, I think you're very right, Carson. Um, as the person who watched the Karate Kid for the first time, it was so wildly different than what I was expecting, even though all of the quotes I knew were there. Yeah. Um, and I think like I would kind of liken the karate kid, the karate kid kind of is to like 80s, like young adult teen movies, um, the way that um the same way that uh Halloween is to the slasher, mm. in that there are all mm. of these tropes and all of these, like, like for example, I'm I'm specifically thinking of everybody says about Halloween. It's like it's like, oh, it's like it's like the 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 kids who have sex all get murdered and it's very like voyeuristic and blah 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 blah. I'm like, no, you're thinking of Friday the 13th. Yeah. Like 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 Halloween is the movie where like, yes, those things happen, but like they are commentaries on certain things. Yeah. Whereas like um I feel like a lot of the 80s movies, like you know, you think about your 16 candles has the just horrifically racist, like, uh, like, um, foreign exchange student character, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like all of these things where it's like, these characters are like the butt of the joke and everyone's like, "Mm, karate kid, probably pretty problematic and racist, huh? And it's like, no, you're thinking of all the things that incorrectly copied this movie. Yeah. Didn't know what they were doing. And (laughs) we'll come back to the karate kid, but that's, you know what, that's my like nutshell take on the karate. You know what the karate kid says to problematic Asian stereotypes, you know what it says? It karate chops them in half. That's true. It says true. go it fuck. It says yes. no mercy. Yeah, it says no. Well, no, no. That the bad guys say no mercy. <laughs> the karate, karate, karate kid says mercy when appropriate. You only use this for defense. Is what yeah, karate kid says. I love it too. Corey, um, okay. who's your best? Yeah. Who's your best support? Um. Okay. Yes. Though. So strong list. Uh. Mm. Touch on three of the five. Albert Brooks, Broadcast News, revisiting this movie was a treat because it was one of those that I, first time I watched it, I just don't know if I was in the right headspace, but I was like, I don't love this. I don't really get it. Second time I watched it, I was like, oh, this is a perfect movie. Yes. Uh, yes Albert Brooks. my yeah. very same experience. I, we documented this the first time. I didn't really get it until the end. And then by the end, I was like, holy shit, it's amazing. You know? Yeah. Um, Joel Gray, uh, duh. Uh, duh. However, duh. my winner, Joe. maybe my favorite 
maybe my favorite character in this movie. Jill, Billy can't. Zane for Titanic. Billy oh. Zane. Billy Zane. I changed halfway through. Billy Zane. I was watching. I was watching what Caroline was like mouth chanting. I, was like, <laughs> I don't have anyone that starts with a J. I don't know what she's. Oh, I I, I thought maybe it was Joey no. Pants. No, T- talk about Billy Zane, Corey. Talk yes, please talk about Billy Zane. I yeah okay. Um, so Titanic, a movie that I I think I went on record on our episode and being like. It was my first time ever watching it start to finish. And like, I get it. It's a masterpiece, but I'm not crazy about Titanic in the way that I think some other people are. And notably, Billy, me and yeah, yeah, me, us, yeah, the way we are. Absolutely. And Nicole, who was on that, who was on the episode, like, yeah. I, it's one of those takes where I'm like, yeah, I'm wrong. I can identify that <laughs> I'm wrong, but it's not, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, We'll talk about this when we come to best film, but in the list of eight, Titanic was one of the ones that I was like, I'll go honorable mention because I get it and I love it, but it's not my, it's not my favorite thing. Sure. Billy Zane is a, is a, Billy Zane's performance is one that as I was watching it, I was like, I am so angry. I hate this fucking guy so much. And then I was like, oh, he's doing a really good job. Like, that's the point. It's like, it filled me with so much rage that it almost teetered into like, I don't like this movie because of that. And I was like, no, that's the point. And he is mm. fucking just dunking on everyone. I will say this about Billy Zane is that like Billy Zane more than, I mean, and it, it's kind of, it's almost a frequent character archetype in a lot of James Cameron movies because Cameron, if James Cameron hates one thing it is like it's fucking rich people yes it's snooty rich people who think they're better than everyone else like (laughs) and that like that guy like the snooty middle like middle-aged white guy who's like way richer and thinks he's way cooler than everyone and like knows best is a character in almost every single one of his movies and i do think that billy zade is the best distillation of that archetype so absolutely yeah absolutely oh yeah he was the first actor I put down for best supporting actor. Fantastic. That's amazing. I, I, yeah, I'm into it. He made my short list. He made my yeah. short list, but didn't didn't quite make the make the mm. the the ballot. Um Carson, do you want to move us on to, to actress? I, I started actor. Do you want to start actor? Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So for supporting actress, I have Joan Cusack in broadcast news. Ooh. A small okay. but mighty and extremely I, yeah, memorable. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Laura Linney for The Squid and the Whale, um, an excellent performance. Um, this is one that I was like, ah, is this supporting or is this lead? Because it's it's the lead, it's the lead female character, but like it's not her movie. So I was, I was, I was torn, but I put her in supporting Reese Witherspoon for election. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I put and then um Michelle Williams. For Brokeback Mountain. Yes. Followed swiftly by Anne Hathaway for Brokeback Damn. Mountain. Damn. Damn. Fuck okay. yes. Fuck yeah. All right. Okay. I'm going to go. Um, I, you know what? I'll switch my order. I'm going to say it first. I had the same exact thought process. Reese Witherspoon for election. Um, Carrie Fisher for When Harry Met Sally. Oh, yes. good pull. Good pull. Good Laura pull. Linney for The Squid and the Whale. Catherine Hahn for We're the Millers. And Gina God. Oh my God. It's true. It's true. 
and Gina Gershon for Bound. Another okay. one where I was like, I cut, here's oh. the thing. If you showed me the first ha- 40 minutes of Bound, I would say Gina Gershon lead. Co-lead, yeah. But that's by the end half. of the movie, yeah, I'm like, it's- It's really, it really becomes Violet. It's, it's less Corky's movie than it is Violet's by the end of the movie. So I, I, I say support it. No, yeah, I think that's a good, I think that's a very good call. Yeah. Corey. Guys, I can die happy. I don't have We're the Millers anywhere on my ballot. And I <laughs> just, oh, I'm She's so good. Uh, in, uh, oh, indescribably happy. All right. Um, all right. One, two punch right off the bat. Best supporting actress, uh, Anne Hathaway and Michelle Williams for Brokeback mm. Mountain. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, also Laura Linney for Squid in the Whale. Hell Excellent. yeah. Um, one that has not been said yet. Uh, Eva Green for Casino Royale. Oh, okay. all right, all right. And also Carrie Fisher for Hell yeah. When Harry Met Sally. Hell yeah. So Linny wins that first triple crown. Yeah. Or no, yeah. Joel Gray. Yeah. Joel Gray, Laura Linney. Oh, yeah. Hey, a curse. Joel Gray excellent is the first boy. Laura yeah. Linney is the first lady. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. The, the first two of what I, I assume will be several, but. Yeah. Um, that having been said, um, I love the Joan Cusack performance. It is one of, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like her performance is probably my 15th favorite thing about that movie. But like, there are so many good fucking things about that movie that that's actually like a very high compliment. Um, Laura Linney is incredible. Long story short, I'm going with Michelle Williams for Brokeback Mountain. It is the performance that just like, breaks my little heart because she's just because like michelle williams i have seen her in shit where she is playing like very very smart very like bright very with it people and she is just playing this person so simply who just has so little of a frame of reference for what's going on and whose world is just crumbling around her in a film where like that viewpoint is the bad viewpoint you know what yeah, i mean but yeah, it's, it's yeah. like she 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 plays that role not as a 1960s bigot who was like i fucking hate gay people she plays it as like i don't understand like i just i just cannot compute what is happening and that's terrifying to me yeah. and uh it's incredible it's incredible and uh, she wins. I love that. She, she was my sixth. Like, she's one of the ones where I'm like, oh, God, I got to leave Michelle Williams off. I feel terrible. Um, a couple of highlights. Hey, uh, Catherine Hahn wins the, I think that there is a certain, a certain category of supporting performance, which is, this is unexpected, and it elevates both the material. She elevates both the material that she is given and also the performances of everyone around her in a really noticeable and clear way. And uh, also Catherine Hahn just fucking like rules. Like she's so yes. funny and so yeah. good. Um, uh, Gina Gershon uh, knows how to wear a jacket and give a steamy look like uh, nobody's fucking business. Uh, Carrie Fisher is a legend and I went back and forth between her and my winner for a long, long time. But I did decide that I'm going with Reese Witherspoon for election 
partially because I think that that makes a really, in terms of my appraisal of Reese Witherspoon, a really interesting comeback narrative. I was just going to say, yeah. I was just going to say, this is, podcast, this, is this, is this your way of like, like how the Academy gave Scorsese uh, a <laughs> director for the departed, which he yeah. should have won it five years before. It's like, is, yeah. this, is this your way of making nice with, with Witherspoon? It's, it's a little bit, but also I do not want to discount the fact that Reese Witherspoon, similar to Pat Morita gives a, a performance in election that is instantly iconic and that it's the thing we talked about when we talked about election is that once you watch that watching that movie now feels like it is commenting on an archetype that has been around since the 1990s on the kind of hillary clinton you know blonde know-it-all girl archetype um but it came out before that archetype had really taken hold in popular culture and in many ways she is the originator of it and the fact that she can both do the form and also give a performance that is so layered that is a, it is a commentary upon the form, I think is pretty amazing and pretty titanic. So, yeah, yeah that, Reese Witherspoon. I, I really appreciated that movie. Like, that was one of my favorite, favorites. Hell yeah, it was. Yeah. Hell yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, Best Supporting Actress, Michelle Williams and Hathaway, both just giving rock star performances in a movie that is profoundly not about them, but still yeah. also breaking, you know, breaking my heart. Uh, super happy to see Michelle Williams get your get your scene in Caroline. Uh, Laura Linney, excellent. There's a reason she was on all of our lists. Oh yeah. Uh, Eva Green for Casino Royale. I just I just really liked what she did. I didn't love the movie, but I thought she was really fascinating. So uh, there is that. And my winner. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna phrase this in a takey way. Ooh. Maybe the best supporting actress performance of all time. Whoa. I'm going to Harry Met Sally. I mean, Whoa. here's the thing. Here's the thing. She fucking rules. She came this close to being yeah. mine. In terms of like, it's another thing where it's like, that's such a character that you expect to be in every romantic comedy of like the friend of the female lead. And she's both subverting your expectations of what that is but also doing what you think she will in a way that's way cooler and more interesting than you really ever imagined and she gets like yeah. three good scenes and she kills every single one of them do we want to go uh a personal category a show category yeah let's do I'm it into that hell yeah okay cory you you lead us off as the okay. producer you pick which one you want um let's do um Let's do best take. Let's just take. let's let's, let's start best, off. Let's start amicably. Best take. Okay, let's, yeah, that's let's a good. Take. That's good. That's a good idea. All right, Cora, what do you got? Uh, so this is a take that does not necessarily belong to either one of you exclusively, but it also belongs to you jointly, and it was brought up by our excellent guest Nicole Fegan. <laughs> um, Jack and Rose could both fit on the door. Jack and Rose can both fit on the motherfucking door. Or can't rather they they, they can right. fit, but the buoyancy of the door would not hold them. Correct. I quit. I'm never. I'm never logging on to Zoom again. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, no. We, we know. We know. We what know you what you were we saying. We got best you. take. Jack and Rose can't both fit on the door. That is a good take. It is a great take. It's a very good it's, take. It's because it's, 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 it's objectively it's, true. It, it's narratively functional and it follows the laws of physics mm-hmm. set forth by the universe that we occupy so indeed um i will go next because this kind of uh bridges to what 
we were talking about just a moment ago, I said the Karate Kid was going to come up again. And uh, I said that um, my best take for the season is that is from Carson Betts. Oh, thank that, you. Um, the Karate Kid is a movie that we should watch for the podcast because it rules. <laughs> <laughs> because this is one of those ones where when we were when we were potting the season I was like I was like oh Karate Kid like it's a classic a lot of people love it from childhood like it's an 80s like it's an 80s like icon like it's gonna it's gonna be a good episode it's gonna be a good movie to talk about I don't know if I'm really gonna like it yeah like I think it might be one of those ones that I watch and I just say oh I see why people like this like I get why if you saw this before the age of 12 why this would be one of your favorite movies of all time that's kind of where I thought it was gonna go but that movie rules yeah and there's a lot of really cool stuff going on in it and um it's a really sweet little movie and uh yeah so Carson good take thank you good take that we should watch that movie for the podcast because you know hey I didn't expect it to be that good again either I was like holy shit this is better than I remembered incredible yeah um all right mine I I here's the thing This is, I don't know that this is in terms of like, this was the most profound thing said about a film or this was the most spot on at, this is, oh, this is, but in terms of like, this has really changed my way of how I'm looking at this movie and at pop culture a little bit. My best take is Megan Fox deserved more. Thank you. Because I think she did. And I agree with you, Caroline. Wow. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. That actually You're means welcome. a lot. That You're actually welcome. means a lot that I, you think that was the best take of the season. Here's the, well, in terms of one that I didn't like, it was also right. unexpected. I was like, I didn't think that I would come out of our discussion of that movie, not like a total Megan Fox stan, but a Megan Fox supporter and apologist as much as I did. Wow. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. That was... <laughs> That was all very polite, and then we'll come back with some spicy, yeah, we'll roast each other later. Spicy blames. <laughs> um, why don't we go to you guys have you guys have screenplay? Yeah, I have a da- I have three adapted and three original. Ooh, I did not kept do it. that. I did not. I did do... not differentiate. Damn. No, that's okay. We'll do both. We'll do okay. both. Okay, I'll do both. You, you guys do, just you can do, do your both, singular. and I'll just do our one Fantastic. category. Um, I can I can start us off. Okay. Um, so like we just mentioned, I did not differentiate between adapted and um, and originals. There's uh, there's some of both in here, but for my best screenplay picks, I picked Palm Springs, mm. Titanic, which we'll get to in a minute, um, Broadcast News, Election, and Bound. Yeah. Those are my yeah. five. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was a good Heath Ledger voice, Corey. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Corey, do you want to go? And we'll we'll let Carson yeah. kind of do it. You his. go and then I'll do the both. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh all right. So election. When Harry met Sally. Good. Oh my God. I just realized this is the first time this has come up uh before sunset. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, it makes sense. There's no supporting, whatever. Uh, yeah, there's some supporting characters. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Palm Springs and broadcast news. Mm. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. This is because t- I, I purposely was like, I'm just going to do three of each because I wanted to really limit myself. 
There's right. Well, that was kind of my thought too, is like, yeah. is like if I had to pick 10 screenplays from the like, what, like 15 yeah. or 20 movies we did, it's like, that's a lot. So I, so, 22. I, I don't necessarily, like, I don't necessarily know if these would be my top six, but in terms of their individual categories, um, my three adapted are Brokeback Mountain, Cabaret, nice. and Before Sunset. My three original are In the Mood for Love, When Harry Met Sally, and Bound. Nice. 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 Very good. Very good. Very good polls. Yes. Very good polls. I yes. almost put In the Mood for Love on there, and then I it's, didn't. Yeah. Um, so Carol, I will start. Um, so I want to say, I want to say Palm Springs was very surprising. Um, it was a, a very surprising little film for me. Um, and like, I was just, I really enjoyed the screenplay and I thought it was really sweet. And, um, so Palm Springs is on there kind of just out of pure cleverness on its part. Um, Titanic is, we talked about it on the episode, but like whenever I've taught any kind of writing to like, to like students, I always use Titanic as an example because it's like, it is a film that when, when Jack wins the tickets to board the Titanic, we all know what that means, but that film celebrates it as such a victory. When, when the people are in the crow's nest looking at the iceberg and they are about to hit it, we know what's going to happen, but the movie just rings the tension of, are they going to hit it or are they not? And it's a film that could have very easily gotten really lazy and just been like you all know what's going to happen we can we can breeze through this but um it really 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 does the work to make that movie as like epic and interesting as it is broadcast news just maybe the most charming film we've done except for maybe when harry met sally but yeah. i think broadcast news is just like such a such a such a chicken noodle soup kind of movie just <laughs> such a uh, such a perfect excellent little comfort movie yeah um She's Bound. making a decision live on it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I am. I was. I was debating. I was debating whether or not to change it. But I'm going to go with my gut. Um, Bound is one of the most fun little capers ever, and the fact that it like kickstarts the Wachowskis' career, and the fact that just like even on repeat viewings, it's it's tense as fuck, and it's like so much fun, and it and it's so engaging. But my winner is Election. Because mm. as we talked about, um, pretty much at length on the episode, it is like way smarter about 20 different um about like 20 different issues than maybe a film pro uh, produced by mtv maybe should be allowed to be so yeah uh, I, lo I love that movie i i would say squid and the whale and election there's one other one that i'm blanking on right now but like squid and the whale and election are the two that i think about a lot from this season like a yeah. lot a lot yeah but yeah so i give it to election Love that. Sure. Um, all right, here we go. So oh, I'll just start off. I didn't give it to election, but uh, <laughs> a movie that I have sort of circled multiple times and been like, I should watch that. I should watch that. Uh, and I just kind of never did, but really, really just a lovely, lovely film. Oh, yeah. Uh, when Harry Met Sally. Get out of here. Come on. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. tight. It's when Harry met Sally. Yeah, I'll have what yeah. she's having. Yeah. I did not think I was going to like that movie going into it. I'm not going to lie. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. This, oh, yeah. is, this is so good. Literally, multiple... I just have to say one one second. Uh, a few weeks ago, the clip of his speech um, at New Year's went around on Twitter. And I think I watched it four times. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. 
I, I think I think I just like sat there and watched it. It's like two minutes, and I think I just watched it four times. Sorry, Corey, you, you were saying no. I uh, start the rest of my life. It's so good. It, it, did you know it's mostly improvised? I I think I've heard that before. Yes, that's so cool. It's so I just cool. listen. I just listened to the Blank Check episode. Hell yeah, I'm Billy Crystal. You both had heard it, but uh, hell yeah, yeah, Billy Crystal slapped so hard. Um, before sunset. Um. I'm sure we'll dive into this as we get a little bit further into the episode. I, yeah. I don't. I think if you were to put a gun to my head, I would maybe say I like Sunrise more, but still, Sunset is just. Yeah, but I think I've thought about um, th- those last two lines. You're gonna miss that flight. I know, I or whatever. Know. I just two words. Just fucking. Ah. For the audience at home, they can't see this. I I put my arms up and started vibrating because that's what <laughs> that's what those two lines of dialogue uh, just do to me, mecha- like mechanically. They make me kind of vibrate. Yeah. Uh, broadcast news talked about a little bit already. Just a fucking banger of a movie. Uh, my award goes to one of my favorite movies ever. I think it's in my top ten. It's an all timer. Palm Springs. Nice. Awesome. Respectable. All right. Split it up again. Um, God, yeah, I feel kind of bad. I did not give broadcast news the love that I think it deserves. Just it kind of weaseled its way out of like every every category except a couple of the- We had a ones. really hard season to do It was really, for. yeah. There's a lot of great stuff. We picked good movies. Not um, to toot our own horn, but we kind of- some good- Yeah, we had a banger <laughs> we're like, And then there was like Karate Kid came along. I was like, well, fuck, this just- I didn't think that this one was going, yeah. Um, adapted, uh, Brokeback Mountain. It, it's just unspeakable. Like it's just, it's touching things. That, it's so smartly and so subtly that are incredible. Um, I, I went back and forth between Cabaret and Before Sunset for a long time. Um, Cabaret, I think, because specifically in the adapted category, I don't know that the, screenplay is the thing about that movie that is the most interesting or the most special thing about it but i do think that the way the movie adapts its source material something which we talked about a lot on the episode is really fascinating though i think a lot of that adaptation comes down to i think it comes down to fossey's direction more than it does the actual written screenplay and as a result i am giving it to before sunset a movie which i think is both brilliantly written in terms of its dialogue and its characters, and also something which is maybe my favorite, other than like Spider-Man 2 maybe, like one of my favorite, <laughs> literally, but though like one of my favorite sequels of all time, because I think it is a sequel which handles the fact that it is the continuation of a different story in a way that is like really fucking interesting. Like, I think it makes the case for, it is one of the few, like, Carol, I think we talked about this in the Howies. Like, it's, I always forget how like sequels to things are adapted, not original. Uh-huh. Um, and I think yeah. this is one of the movies that makes the case to me like, yeah, sequels are sometimes not the next story in the series. They are almost an adaptation of the material that came before them. And the yeah. way that Before Sunset deals with the previous movie, how the entire movie is really about the previous movie, um, is just a really fascinating work of writing and a really fascinating. Uh, kind of experience experiment um so yeah uh original original when harry met sally fucking rules uh bound just 
the fact that every plot digression and every new bit of information that is doled out to the audience uh, seems both so obvious, but also so surprising is like, great. Uh, I got to give it to In the Mood for Love, a mm. script which we talked about this in the episode, but a script which was immense and crazy and but was so detailed and interesting that even when you cut it down to its barest bones and present you know whatever it is like a 20th of the words originally written in it and the material that was originally shot for it is still just fucking haunting so in the mood for love i love that excellent do we want to go below the line to our special categories once again yeah yeah, yeah, let's do it um um... Yeah, what do you want to do? Let's just do worst take. Let's get it out of the Let's way. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so I do have three nominees for the worst oh, take. Oh, fantastic. Wow. Oh, okay. Fascinating. Oh, no. Nominee number one. Vanilla Sky is not good. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something about that. <laughs> nominee number two. Training Day is good. <laughs> Nominee number three, Jennifer's body is uneven and totally confused. Okay, yeah, I see uh, that. Uh, I agree with one of three Carson takes back to back to oh, yeah. oh yeah. Well, Corey, the thing is, is I love you so much, but you are the producer of the show. It would be unfair of me to. Yes. You are, the show is not built around you coming here and giving takes. So I I would feel bad if I if I was like, hey, Corey, thanks for recording our show and putting it all together, but fuck you. Fuck you. Like, I can't believe you didn't like In the Mood for Love as much as I did. Well, I but, thought that, um, I honestly, once I realized that like picking a movie, because you said best take Karate Kid is a movie we should watch. I was like, oh, worst take. We're the Millers. Uh, great. No, cool. no, 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 no. I liked, I liked We're the Millers. Yes. It was fun. Yes. Um, I will say, I will say, spoiler alert, it does not appear in no, the one negative fact. category anywhere on my ballot. It but... comes up one more time and we shall see when it does. I am <gasps> um, going to, however, okay. So I think... Carson, I, I think to this day, you probably still think training day is better than I do. Um, yeah, I, I I think before we watched it, I was pretty sure that I was going to like training day more than you do. And and I I think that we would, I think that we could, I mean, we could record another two hours on yes. you and yeah. I debating how much of that Here's film is thing. a commentary on things yeah, and how much yeah. of that film is engaging in them. Yes. But like, I, I, I think... That's probably that's probably the worst take that is still held. However, sure. I do think I just I just I'm just gonna use this for a moment to get up on the soapbox because I think by the end of the episode you had you had kind of walked yourself back from this take. However, uh, the worst take that was presented organically on Mike this season is that Jennifer's body was uneven and totally confused because I think it yes. is so incredibly far from that, and I think yeah. it's actually very. Uh, very very tapped into exactly what it is doing pretty much the entire time yeah and uh here's the thing i agree that i was wrong about that now yeah yeah Yeah, and my feelings have evolved so yeah i think i I think that was your worst take of the season which hey i think i I agree and and like like not to like pat ourselves on the back or like whatever but like i mean i think that is so much for me like the joy of like doing the show is 
yeah. it's like is it's like I come in with an opinion that's either like half formed or yeah. like yeah. that that goes one way and then after we're done talking about it for an hour or two I, like I have just completely completely different appreciations for these films than I than I would have had I just watched them on my couch and just those thoughts had never left my brain so yeah agreed um, I, okay, I did get, I took it easy on you. I got this close to saying Vanilla Sky made me emotional. <laughs> <laughs> got this close. Um, but instead- uh, I, No, you can drag me, drag no, me. No, 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 no. Cause I, I wanna, I wanna mention this. It needs to be mentioned. I decided as ah, she's can't, she's not here. She can't defend herself. I, I'm attacking one of our guests, Nicole Fegan. Um, and her take on the Titanic episode, which was that uh, Leo is better than Winslet and Titanic, which I think is just profoundly oh. incorrect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, mean, I, agree. I mean, I, th- I don't dislike, I think he's giving a really good performance, but I think that Winslet is the next fucking level. So yeah, yeah. Corey, yeah. go. Oh, sorry, I am no, jumping in front of this say? train it, and I am taking it. the bullet that the worst that the that the worst take this season is. Um, Vanilla Sky made me emotional. I am not allowing you to award the worst okay. take to one of our kind guests. Okay, all right. She gets <laughs> rat bastard. Because she's nice enough to be a guest on our show. She gets the jail out of free card. The get out of jail free card. Uh, oh. I mean, come on. He, he puts the mask on. He dances around. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, I uh, weirdly enough, still something. Go we'll on, talk, Corey. We'll talk about it later. Uh, still not my biggest fuck. disappointment for the season. I Oof. Vanilla Sky is fucking fascinating. It's really, it's really interesting. Um, Carson, mm. really sorry. It's okay. Um, you did get my worst take this season. That's okay. That's fair. And it was solely and squarely for your opinion on the song, maybe this time. Ah, uh, no, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I could see that coming. Maybe my, maybe that honestly was maybe my easiest category. Like I looked at my blank list and went, oh, worst take. Carson didn't like Doesn't, maybe this time. I like it. It's just like not my favorite song. I appreciate it. I think that it needs to be there. We talked about this, but like, <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm still awarding it to you. So. Well, I I also doing this two times in a row now. It is and, and just listening back to our episodes, it has occurred to me that I feel like Caroline will come in to these episodes and she'll have really like thought about it. Like she's like, I've I've thought about this thing, I've crafted it, I've really in my brain, I've gone over it a few times. And I oftentimes will come on to talk about things about a movie that I've never seen. And I'll just be kind of like, I don't know, just popped into my head. What if, uh, like, <laughs> I'm like so much more off the cuff, but yeah, no, I think that that is very fair. I, I accept, I accept the sin that you've hefted upon me, the two of you. Amazing. Uh, all right, back up top, what's next? Do you want to do score? Do you guys have a I'll score? Do, I do have score. Yeah. I have I three too. scores. Um, Carson, go ahead and start us off. Uh, also one that I was like, I'm just going to keep it to three. So it's like really condensed. I probably could have done six or seven, but um, I went bound Dr. Zhivago in the mood for love. Great. Excellent. Excellent. I also had three. Um, I had in the mood for love. Titanic mm. and Cabaret. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, why didn't I put cabaret? You dummy. Dumbest so, boy. Well, no, because of the dumbest boy I, in school. I am. Here's the thing. Again, in the list of six, but you know, the score of Cabaret is great, but the songs, the songs don't count as the score. Sure they do. Do they? Is in that how it's like that? Is that yeah. is that how it like fits in terms of uh academy scoring? Because well, I mean, think about it. Cause like I mean, think about it, because they do best original song, but it has to be a song that's like specifically written for the movie. So yeah. if it's um like the Academy will do it that way. Um, so like if it's a musical that has been previously adapted, it is not eligible for original song. And then um, if you think about the Tonys, I mean, like yeah. the Tonys for musicals, it's yeah. just best score. True. Like true. they don't do best score versus best songs. That's true. Oh, okay. Um, well, wait, can I take mine back then? You can just throw Cabaret on, baby. Okay, Cabaret's on there. Cabaret's <laughs> okay, on there. Great. I have four now. Okay, I wasn't going to add Cabaret to mine, but cool. Cabaret's on mine. We're allowed to. <laughs> Just the dumbest boys. Um, all right. Mm. In the Mood for Love, Titanic, Brokeback, mm. Dr. Zhivago, yeah. Cabaret. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's basically my five list. Um, yeah, I, I think that's I, a good five list. I Well, fuck. I was going to say In the Mood for Love, but now the Cabaret's on there. <laughs> I'm going to stick with my original. Uh, I'm going to add Cabaret as a nominee, but stick with my original. Pick. No, I, I, okay. I'll say this in the, the score for in the mood in for love in the, in the mood for love is uh, haunting and incredible. And um, it is so symbiotic. Like the, the sound, the soundscape that is being created for that film is so symbiotic with the images that are being shown and the repetition of like certain very distinct motifs is like incredibly important for telling the, the story of that film. Um, uh, that being said, all the music in Cabaret fucking rules, so Cabaret. Yeah. Many, many, okay, many, cool. many, many. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Um, I did not select Cabaret. Um, and mostly, like, I, I mean, I had to put Cabaret on there because it's, oh, yeah. it's, an, it's a musical and it's incredible. And music and Cabaret is phenomenal. I think I didn't select Cabaret for a similar reason why I didn't nominate it for screenplay in that it's like, yes, like this film still has this score and this film still has this screenplay, but it's like, it's so indebted to like something that already existed. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, sure, like the score, sure. the score for this movie essentially existed before they sat down and said, "Let's make a film of cabaret," um, which is not necessarily a knock, but it's just like it just blows me away less having seen stage productions of cabaret, having been in stage productions of cabaret, like with it just the exception blow me that away as much. The best song in the show got added to the movie. That's fair. That is That's true. Maybe fair. That is true. Um, so through that lens of just like what work of music is just so integral to the movie is so integral to the film's identity is so integral to one's enjoyment of the film i mean titanic score is fucking great but it's in the mood for love yeah like i gave it to in the mood for love yeah well i'm glad that you did if i'm not going to yeah yeah um Cool. So a lot of good stuff's been said. Uh, Dr. Zhivago, very similarly to what I said about Road Warrior last uh, season. I didn't love Dr. Zhivago, but the score really kept me engaged in a way that I appreciated. Mm. Uh, yeah, Titanic slaps and the move for love slaps. Uh, 
couldn't really play you any of the music or hum you any of the, any of the music from my winner, but I just like it's broke back. It feel like it just feels like the right choice is broke back. Mm, yeah. Those jangly guitars. Yeah. Broke back oh. was very high on my yeah. list too. Yeah. It was same. very high on my list. Yeah, damn. All right. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's go biggest disappointment because I okay. would rather in terms of the show categories. End on the good to, ones. Yes. End on yeah. end on the fun positive ones. Agreed. Agreed. So Corey, why don't you kick off biggest disappointment? I'd be happy to. So yes, I would be happy to start us with biggest disappointment. Um, I, I, this was really hard. I, I, we've made this joke a couple of times. We had a really good season and yeah. it was um, it was tough. But if I really, really, really had to think about it, Carson, mm. I apologize. Oh. It was training day. I, I mean, I see that. I see it. Yeah. I see it and I respect it. Yeah. It's That's a tough, me. it's a tough. That's film. me. I, I, know, I, I didn't it. even, I didn't even actively dislike it, but if I had to pick a, a movie that I was like, uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. That's, Corey, that's can, can I go next? Can I clap yeah, back? Go for it. I'm going to clap back. Cause my biggest disappointment is like 40% of we are the Millers. Yeah. Specifically phrased that way. Like 40% yeah. of it, 60% of it, super fucking on board, really into 40% of it. Ah, not so much. That was, I, yeah. That's fair. And to kind of echo what Corey said for mine, um, this is fun. I mean, we, we have, we all have three different films, which I guess Carson, you and I have to have different films, but um, yeah, it'd be weird if it was like, well, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Go on. Um, but I really have to say that like, we picked a really, really, really good season. It was one of those ones where I was going yeah. through making the ballot and I just kept scrolling through the season. I'm like, none of these really disappointed. Like none of these yeah. movies like really like, were like did i hate there wasn't really a movie i disliked there wasn't really a movie that i was like fuck this i can't believe we watched this like damn so like i am going to pick this movie really truly sincerely not to clown on it like mm. i am not picking this movie to clown on this movie like it's fine um it just was one that i was kind of expecting to like come in with a fiery scorching hot take on and i was kind of like huh strange um, which is, of course, uh, Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 1. Sure. Yeah. I was kind of really sure. hoping to come in and be, like, pulling my hair out by how bug nuts it was. But yes. I uh, definitely kind of uh, was like, oh, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. And, like, it's fine. Like, that's the yeah. thing is it's like, and I, I'm not, I'm not saying not to clown on it at, in the slightest. Like, if you want to hear, if you want to hear us kind of talk a little bit, like, very fondly and like curiously about the Twilight films, yeah. head over to Patreon because especially yeah. those first two, um, like I, but yeah, I just was, I was kind of expecting to be like thrown for a fucking loop on this one. And I just kind of wasn't. Mm, heard. But, yeah. yeah. Heard. Heard. Can Which we, is, I mean, honestly, like maybe makes for an interesting like podcasting that we're not sitting here like fucking tearing some movies a new one but I mean yeah. at the same time I, I think it's I think it's really cool that we assembled a season that doesn't have any really terrible anythings what I also yeah. think is interesting is this season took us like two full hours to plan and next season we it was like 
very close to a first draft. Like, yeah, that looks like, good. like we 45 minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. We knocked it out yeah. real simple. Okay. May I propose we do favorite moment? I can start if that's. Yeah, go for it, Corey. So here's the thing. Um, you both are very good about being like, I'm not going to award myself a bunch of stuff. Um, and this might sound kind of cheesy, but my favorite moment was getting to host an episode and yeah. bring a movie to show to both of you. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like I should have something that's not that, but I just really had a good ass time um, bringing We're the Millers and talking about it. And I don't know. I produced it for two seasons. Getting to have, have an episode was really lovely. Yeah, it was. Hell yeah. yeah. And guess what? Yeah, a little got spoiler. another one coming up yeah, soon. Yeah, you do. Mm, 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 mm. All right. We maybe need to find one to force you to watch on Patreon as we did last year with Star Wars. Wait, we brought, uh, we just, I, I forget it, but we, we definitely talked about one. Uh, Great. Oh, yeah. Great. Which, yeah, um, if you're listening to this and you're not subscribed to our Patreon, um, Corey Reagan had never seen Star Wars. Fucking insane. Until Crazy. about March. Yeah. So uh, we have an episode on 1977 Star Wars. My favorite moment, I have two because one of them kind of feels like a, like cheating because it didn't, it's not actually recorded. But my favorite moment that I had personally was when we finished recording last season and we had done Brokeback Mountain right into Breaking Tom part one. And we had to finish up recording part one because like Carolina had a heart out and we got to it and it was just like, and we're done. Good job, everyone. And I felt like I was going insane. <laughs> I had, I was it like, I contained such an odd energy after talking with both of those movies together that like I was writing on for the rest of the day. But my real favorite moment that was actually captured was that Caroline and I are friends because we hate fascism and love Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's accurate. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's Correct. true. It's the basis Correct. of, yeah, it's the basis of everything. It really is. It really is. It's just, we, we, <laughs> I don't even need to comment on that. It's, it's yeah. that's 100% true. It's professional. Um, I think my favorite moment this season is just one of my, 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 my new favorite recurring bit which was the first time Carson pretended to um, have the ally ninjutsu <laughs> headband <laughs> in the Karate Kid episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because Carson, you are, you are, you are, you are a, a beautiful straight cis white boy, and yet you are, you are, you are at least, at least for the, at least for the communities that I am a part of. I, I won't speak for any others because I can't. But um, you are, you are, you are <laughs> such a good ally. And, um, and I, I now love the recurring bit of just you saying something very, very, very basically decent and me just being able to go, oh my God, Carson, I love your ninjutsu ally headband. So it's it's always just like, yeah, I think gay people should be able to get married. And then I pull out a throwing star. (laughs) (laughs) The combination of those two things is pretty pretty good oh, yes so you uh oh. you originally doing that on the crappy kid episode i, I uh, think kind of just has to be my favorite moment because it's well, the moment i referenced the most that's true yes. that's true i appreciate you thank you yeah uh, okay so also, now we jump- super super quick yeah. super quick uh second place for me that i just thought about uh is the running thread of carson's spoiled almond milk ah <laughs> thank you that's true that was just a good because one. i'm concerned about you no 
no, it's fine. It's all which good. unfolded over the course of like a month because we recorded different <laughs> bits of different episodes yeah. at one time. Correct. Uh, uh, well, right. I can say it's been several months, and I'm do I'm doing great. I'm fine. I'm great. Tummy's great. All right, let's hop back above the line. Can we do ensemble? Yes. Yeah. Bound, Squid in the Whale, Election, Cabaret, Titanic. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Um, mine is very similar. Um, it's Titanic, Broadcast News, Cabaret, Election, and Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to come in with some chaos. Um, Ooh. Best ensemble, We're the Millers. Of course. Yes, uh, which I truly forgot that I had that there. Uh, Breaking Dawn Part One. Incredible. <laughs> okay. I'm, sticki- I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking Love with it. it. Love it. Uh, it's just broadcast- because it has Jackson Rathbone in it, though, right? That's like, exactly. He's carrying 99% of the. Sorry, uh-huh. go on. Uh, broadcast News. It's a small ensemble, but it's an ensemble, and I'm going to stick with it. When Harry oh, met yeah, Sally. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, no, I was talking about another one. When Harry met Sally. Oh, gotcha. Uh, and Cabaret. Yeah. Excellent. All right, Carson, you want to go? Uh, yeah, I'm going to give my award to... Uh, I'm going to say... Fuck me sideways. I'm going to say Squid in the Whale. Yeah. Boom. Squid in the Whale. Similar yeah. a movie about relationships and family dynamics, but also a movie about how other people get pulled into families breaking apart and everyone's per- and hey you know she's not going to come up for the rest of the episode so i gotta say fucking anna paquin perfect fantastic Ugh, yeah. yeah uh so yeah squid in the whale yeah squid in the whale was my honorable mention um oof, this one is so fucking hard it's really hard um i mean where to even begin I mean, Titanic, I mean, like, that was kind of, I was going back and forth between those. I mean, it's so good. That's not my, that's not my winner. I'm just saying, how can you you have this award and not give it to Titanic? Well, I'm about to do exactly that. (laughs) I mean, I just have to go. I mean, I think you can look at Titanic or broadcast news or even election and just say, wow, what a remarkable group of actors. What an incredible, what an incredibly cast really well put together, really observant, like matching human beings to type. Um, And all of those are a bit zanier than my winner, which like helps them. But I think at the end of the day, when I, when I, when I want to see a cast of people and say, wow, that was the best group of people doing acting that I've seen. I mean, it's gotta be Brokeback Mountain, right? In between Heath, Jake, yeah, Michelle, sure Ina, yeah. David sure fucking do. Harbor, David in Harbor, there for one scene. you've yeah. got um, you've got fucking Quaid. Mara. Yeah, I mean, like, but how I, how, do, how, do, how, do, how do you not? All right, best ensemble. Well, okay, I'm gonna fi- I'm gonna do this really quickly, uh, because this was a show category that I wanted to add, but we didn't. Uh, is the oh my god they're in this? Uh, ah, Caroline saying that about broke back. Uh, made me think of made me think of this award and the oh, yeah. oh my god my oh my god we're in this uh goes to hook-handed jk simmons in jennifer's body oh mine goes to chris pratt and jennifer's body yeah i think yeah. mine goes to to kate mara and anna ferris in mm. fucking brokeback mountain yeah 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 which we didn't yeah. even mention anna ferris 12 seconds oh ago, she's all yeah she just popped yeah. up yeah hey 
the um, okay. Yin to Chris Pratt's Yang. Um, all right, best ensemble. We're the Millers. Fucking I, every everyone in there, love them. Uh, Breaking Dawn Part One. I'm gonna stick with it. I I on this rewatch think the Twilight movies hold up like weirdly well. They're weird. They're bizarre, but I'm super into them. Um, when Harry met Sally. It might be a four-person ensemble, but it's a strong fucking ensemble. Uh, cabaret. I'm literally a musical theater director. I don't need to say anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, broadcast news is hell my yeah. winner. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. Hear that? It just excellent is excellent choice. Hear that? Yep. Excellent All right. Choice. Lead actor. We got about half an hour left, y'all. Let's get to it. Hell yeah. Lead get actor. Into it. Lead actress. Uh, we started off with actor last time. Do we want to start with actress? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll I'll go ahead and kick this one off. Okay. Maggie Chung, for the mood for love, obviously. Mm. Um, to not to really throw my chips down on a question from earlier, but to uh, essentially prove where I stand on the issue, Kate Winslet for Titanic. Mm. Holly Hunter for broadcast news, Liza Minnelli in Cabaret, and Megan Fox for Jennifer's Damn. Body. Damn. Um, a, a, an Damn honorable hardcore. mention goes to Jennifer Tilly for Bound. Um, she was she was the one that like, when I when I wrote up my list, I had six. And uh, she was the one I, she was the one I had to, I had to get out of there, but yeah. Wow. Wow. That's a, that's a rock star list. It's a list. Thank I, you. okay. I'm going to preface both my lead actress and lead actor. Not like I could very comfortably give this award to any one of my lead categories. I feel good about it. I will just say Caroline, our list was incredibly close. I was like, literally your last one is the one that diverged. And I was like, fuck, ah, are we going to have exactly the same list? Of course. So Caitlin's lit for Titanic, Maggie Chung in the mood for love, Holly Hunter for broadcast news, Liza Minnelli for cabaret and Julie Delpy for before sunset. Fair. Um, Fair. Tilly is also on my short list. She was very I think, close. I think in the same way that um, <laughs> earlier we were talking, oh yeah, oh yes, the two yes, genders. Yes, yes. Um, Julie Delpy, uh, Albert Brooks, or yeah, Albert Brooks, or uh, William Hurt. I think, I think, I think the, uh, the uh, again, we've talked about it before, but the uh, the the Venn diagram of Carson's and my personality is, is quite large. But I think that a, a very uh, proper distillation of where the differences lie is that you give your fifth to Julie Delpy, and I give my fifth to Megan Fox. Correct. Choose your fighter. Otherwise, all for the same. Oh, if it's a fighter, it's definitely Megan Fox and Jennifer's body. I don't know. Okay. I was going to say in Jennifer's body, we're talking about the characters. I think in real life, Julie W would kick Megan Fox's ass. Here, here's my uh, unsponsored plug. Go follow Julie Delpy. Go follow her Instagram. It's so weird. Weird. Truly so weird. Um, All right. A wild lady. If we're tagging ourselves, uh, I am Julie Delpy in Before Sunset. Hell yeah, Uh, you are. Meg Ryan and When Harry Met Sally, mm. Kate Winslet oh, yeah, in Titanic, uh, Holly Hunter in Broadcast News, and the one that I have that neither of you had, and I think this might be a true, uh, this this might be my like hat in the ring for choose your personality, uh, Krista Milioti in Palm Springs. Mm, yes, mm. yes. 
you know, she, she, she popped into my brain. She yeah. popped into my brain. And I, I love her so much. And we talked that length on that episode. Like, why is she not? In every, in, yeah. And in, in she has a fucking series on Peacock. I think it is with William Jackson Harper. It's, it no, looks it's, so it's Peacock. Not the yeah. HBO. Well, she had a series in HBO. She has one that's about to come out on uh, on Peacock. Peacock. Okay. okay, interesting. Yeah, and it's Which with William looks... Jackson Harper, and it's like, and the reviews are good, and I'm just like, no one's ever going to see it. It's never yeah. going to get a second season. Never. It's on no. fucking Peacock. Peacock. Yeah, yeah exactly. Correct. Stupid. A nonsense. A nonsense <laughs> platform. A, a service that should just be called. You want to watch The Office? Yeah, honestly, give us like a hand wave. To watch like, the yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Insane that I I don't know if I've ever said this on this podcast, but like I. Love The Office, a very good show. Insane that for some reason that is the sitcom that is so powerful that it basically warrants its own streaming service. Like, would not have sure. guessed that ten years sure. ago. Yeah. Um, well, and and I I have uh one one other thing since we're talking The Office. I was gonna say since, well, we're since the talk, since who's, the streaming oh, welcome service on, conversation came up. DJ Novak, he's here to talk scenes. Just really quick. So the whole thing with Peacock is they're like, oh, and you can watch some stuff for free too. Yeah. And um, last year around Christmas time, I went on the Just Ghoul With It podcast, which like shout out to Just Ghoul With It, go check it out, um, to watch Black Christmas, which is owned by Universal, which means it's on Peacock. And it was like, it was like Black Christmas free with ads on Peacock. And it just didn't work. Oh, Yeah. Good. Like, like it, nice. I just couldn't watch the movie. I watched the ads like three or four times and it got 10 seconds into Black Christmas and then it crashed every single time. Shout bizarre. out to Peacock. So sh- shout out to Peacock. Shout out to Peacock. Service for real people who definitely exist. <laughs> oh, fucking Peacock. All right. Um, yes, Caroline. Um, so for actress, ooh. I literally had my star next to every single name on this list at one point correct every single one the thing is is i think okay were i writing a book if i had to sit down and like scholarly or like scholarly or like critically really sit down and like and like and like have a thesis and have a take i think i have to give it to maggie chung yeah yeah but one of my favorite shots just of all time is the smash cut to Holly Hunter sitting in the empty mm-hmm. office in her desk all alone in the corner, just sobbing. Yeah. Um, Holly Hunter in broadcast news is one of just like the performances in this world that gives me the most joy. Mm. Um, so I, I'm giving it to Holly Hunter in broadcast news. She's just absolutely my favorite. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I love that movie and I love Holly Hunter and I love it. It's great. It's perfect. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Um, similarly, Maggie Chung, in terms of Maggie Chung's performance in In the Mood for Love, might be the best bit of, in, in terms of both its contribution to film history and its contribution to the craft of, of like capital A fucking acting, might be the best bit of acting I've seen this season. Um, that having been said, that having been said. <laughs> I will shout out Liza Minnelli, it's a performance that is so good that it not only became instantly iconic, but also kind of subsumed Liza Minnelli's personality such that she is now synonymous with it. Um, but that being said, 
I, I gotta give it to Winslet. It's, it's, it's just such a simple fucking movie, like capital M capital S movie star fucking performance. And I love it. I think she's so good. I really can't begrudge you that. I really can't begrudge you that. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to say, um, shout out to Kate Winslet, who uh, last season was on my honorable mentions for the holiday. Now same. It's made it into my yeah. nominees. Was, I don't know if we're doing any Winslet films next season, but uh, I don't think we are. So she's go broken. all the way. If I just now thought about how she was on my lead, she was on my lead actress last year too. I forgot about that. Um. All right, here we go. So Julie Delpy before Sunset, I gave every award to i gave every award above a certain point to the before trilogy last year yeah. i also loved before sunset yeah um there were just some other movies and performances that i liked more this year um meg ryan so good uh not her but just excellent uh kate winslet there's a reason carson gave it to her uh super quickly maggie chung is not on my list but the and in the move for love has not made ma- many an appearance but the shot going up her arm where she's like gripping her un- just... unbelievable yeah, un so fucking believable is vibrating again yeah. I, I started vibrating it it's a good shot it <laughs> makes me feel things <laughs> yeah um i wanted to give this award to kristen miliati so mm. so so badly Holly Hunter's performance in broadcast news is just undeniable. It's, it's really good. Yes. Yeah. It's just yes, so good. Corey. Yeah. It's really good. It is Her, just yes, objectively Corey. the best performance we've watched this season. Yeah. And with that having been said, we have, there's not been a triple crown winner yet. Has there? No, no. Okay, cool. I, I kind of feel like there's not going to be. I, I, don't think I there's agree. Be. Yeah. I, don't I think, think all my choices from here on out are pretty individualistic for the most part. Okay. Um, Sue, uh, lead actor, same fucking thing. I could have, I have put the star next to each name on this list and would feel very good about giving it to any one of them. Ethan Hawke for Before Sunset. Denzel Washington for Training Day. Tony Lung for In the Mood for Love. I don't know what this fucking song is. That was day in the mood for love. Heath Ledger for Brokeback Mountain. And uh, Caroline, I, I same energy, but this is the opposite of the Reese Witherspoon thing. I would argue Jeff Daniels for Squid and the Whale is a lead performance in that movie. Interesting. I uh, would be my argument. I think it's I... kind of, it's, it's not, he's not the protagonist, he, it, but the movie's kind of fucking about him. The way that then Training Day is about Denzel Washington. Interesting. Can I can yeah. I jump in here to dovetail off that point, Caroline? Okay. Yeah. Please. Um. All right. So I'm gonna dovetail. I'm gonna start strong, Carson. I yeah. uh, couldn't agree more. Same thing, but with Karate Kid, I have Pat Morita for the. Karate yes. Kid. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Andy Samberg for Palm Springs. Mm. Heath Ledger for Brokeback Mountain. Ethan Hawke for Before Sunset. Billy Crystal when Harry met Sally and an honorable mention. I just had to say it. Matthew Broderick for election. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. My list is Billy Crystal for when Harry met Sally. Yep. Tony Lung for in the mood for love, Matthew Broderick for election and Jake Gyllenhaal from Brokeback Mountain. 
Oh, just kidding. Wow. Heath Ledger is there ah! too. There's most of them. Oh. It's another classic dual nomination, though I did put Hall first to hopefully get that reaction from you I, I haven't played uh, basketball since middle school, but is that what a triple-double is when somebody shows up on each three, but then the last one, there's two movies of the same? I think like, so. two, Okay, yeah, cool. Um, my Sorry, my brain short-circuited when you said and Jake Hall. I was like, uh, okay, I'll buy the co-lead argument. But Interesting. What? I was ready for the argument. I was like, okay, give it to me. Sure. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. Uh, a couple. Of, I mean, I didn't. I didn't talk about Delpy in the last one, but like Ethan, I think first movie I like Delpy more. I think she's giving better performance. I think the second movie is kind of Hawks movie. Yeah, I think it's 100%. so. Uh, it's so personal and it's so just. Sat, he has some monologues that are so the fact that he can still be he's in his 30s and he's still so horny but it's like uh, i don't know it's great fucking uh washington we've talked about obviously fucking iconic uh i, I understand why people don't like train i don't even love training day that much but like the fact that people don't like training day as much as me i get it tony lung similarly just goddamn incredible affecting um i i can't i don't know that i can say anything better than caroline said it about Jeff Daniels in terms of his ability to so perfectly reproduce a character that I'm like, I've not met this guy, but I am so sure that this kind of guy exists. Like, I know that just given that we all kind of run in creative and vaguely academic circles, I will eventually have to like, you know, work with this guy at some point. Uh, But the performance that like lives in my fucking brain the most that like, the one that I do an impression of the most because I find it so endlessly fascinating and just incredibly compelling is Heath Ledger in Brokeback Mountain. Uh, His bottom lip can hold the universe. It is so good. It can. Okay, I'm really interested. I'm going to just very briefly fire through some of the other ones. Um, Andy Samberg, again, wanted to give it to him real bad, but just like, uh, yeah, love the movie, love him. Not the mm. best actor. Actor I saw Pat Morita again. We talked about him. Matthew Broderick. We talked about Election a lot. Yeah, I agree. Ethan Hawking before Sunset. Um, Billy Crystal delivering a performance, an excellent performance in a movie that I liked exponentially more than I thought I was going to. Uh, my winner is also Heath Ledger. Hell yeah. Um. So I'll I. No pressure, Caroline, but we did transition into this uh, into this category saying, I don't think there will be a, a triple crown, and I don't know all, if there will be, but... All I have to say is I had my choice selected, and I'm not changing it. Okay. Um, I think, I mean, I said this earlier in the episode, uh, the, the clip from the, from the New Year's Eve party from when Harry Met Sally went around Twitter the other day, and I just watched it like four times in a row. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, it is like the sweetest thing I've ever seen. Um, I, uh, God, God damn it. Is that movie just incredible? Um, largely thanks to Billy Crystal. And I think Meg Ryan is very, very good in that movie. And I honestly just think that the, that the actress category this year was just more stacked than the actor yeah. category was. I agree. Super stacked. Because I don't think that Billy Crystal is a better actor than Meg Ryan. And I don't even necessarily think he's giving a better performance, but like, I mean, he's, I mean, 
Yeah. Come on. Like he's what he is asked to do, the 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 humor he taps into in that movie is just excellent. Um Tony Long in the Mood for Love. I mean, like, what more can you say? I mean, it's iconic. Yeah. It's iconic. It's honestly kind of um, it's kind of cosmically unfair to put Tony Long in, in the Mood for Love up against uh, <laughs> Keith Ledger in uh Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. But I said this at the time on the episode, Matthew Broderick. I love his performance in that movie so much. Like the way, like the way the film is able to via his performance really play with like just like the the detachment from reality that this guy is going through um, in a way that is not um, extremely like stylized or showy or insane. It's just like I mean, he just he he kills it. Which brings me to the two my two broke back mountain stars uh Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger who um I mean like what can you say about about either of these guys like I mean Heath Ledger I mean it's been maybe the actor of the 21st century who has been talked about the most period like right like like absolutely I think that's probably true um (laughs) given that he was in basically two movies that made it to the Oscars in 21st century yeah, 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 yeah. Which is like, I mean, I, I mean, what can you say about the man um, that hasn't already been said? Uh, it's it's this performance. Like, you know, I watched The Dark Knight, and I am like, oh man, isn't it a bummer that like we didn't get to see this character again? Like, isn't it so sad that like the human being who played this character like passed away? Like, that's like tragic. Yeah. Uh, I watched this movie, and I am just like, like. Cinema as a medium is worse off because Heath Ledger passed away when he did. Like, yeah. like the medium is actually uh, is actually not as good as it is in the alternate timeline where Heath Ledger uh, lived. Um, and that's what this movie does. And I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal is, I mean, with hindsight, like, you know, he got to go on and have a career post this and he got to play with what it means to be Jake Gyllenhaal and he gets to do ambulance and velvet buzzsaw while also doing Nightcrawler, um, but I mean, like this is like maybe my—I mean, it's hard to say my favorite Gyllenhaal performance because he's had so many good ones. But like, this is yeah. one of the most artistically pure, incredible things I've ever seen him do. That having been said, ladies and germs, we have our first triple crown winner of the night. It is Heath Ledger in Brokeback Mountain. Oh my God, Caroline! The way you were the way you were talking, I thought you were gonna give it to Gyllenhaal over mm. Heath Ledger, and I was like physically so stressed. No, no, no. That's called uh, that's called uh, I don't know what that's called. That's called building suspense, baby. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh. called a plot twist. That is bananas. That that got showmanship. That got brought up right before that category, and then immediately that was unscripted. Yeah, that was that was unscripted. Yeah. We we do not know who we're who we're giving these things to. Yeah, uh, Corey, start off best picture. Okay, I'm gonna fire through my three honorable mentions super quickly. Mm. Uh, Palm Springs, Titanic, election mm. done. First, before sunset, cabaret, Brokeback Mountain, in the mood for love, broadcast news. Spoilers, I have not yet picked a winner. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Um I can go next. Um oh. my uh nominees for best picture for this season is 
when Harry met Sally, in the mood for love, Titanic, <laughs> broadcast news, and Brokeback Mountain. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, honorable mentions that gave me, like, f- made me feel physically pained having to clean them off. Uh, fucking When Harry Met Sally and Broadcast News. Uh, that being said, Best Picture, Cabaret, Before Sunset, In the Mood for Love, Titanic, and Brokeback Mountain. Very similar list there. Yeah, I think we, we have pretty much, I think, yeah, do, don't pretty... we all have the same nominees? Uh, no. Because Carson doesn't have, I don't have broadcast. I don't have news. cabaret, and Carson doesn't have when Harry met Sally. And I don't have Titanic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Broad- we're, we're damn close. Broadcast news. Yeah. Okay. Very close. Damn close. Um. All right. I went back and forth. Oh, well, that's everyone. That's all the nominees, right? Yes. That, yep. Yes. All right. I went back and forth, back and forth. Uh. But I'm gonna go with my gut reaction. A movie that I did not expect to like nearly as much as I did, and is just unquestionably the best movie that we watched this season. My scene goes to Brokeback Mountain. Incredible. Incredible. Yes, yes. Um, I have to say, I mean, again, this is just such an insanely hard, impossibly difficult category because, I mean, we are, we are, when we sit down to make these seasons, we, uh, we, we set out to like, from what we know, from like our, our vantage point from our perspectives, like what films do we, the three of us like need to all have seen? Like what are the, no pun intended, like Titanic films. And yeah, that goes from Palm Springs all the way to In the Mood for Love, but you know what I mean? Which is funny because we did those yeah. back to back, but I think that kind of <laughs> encapsulates all of the taste of, of this podcast. Um, but so, I mean, it becomes impossible because it's like, these are films from all different eras, from all different places, from all different times, all that good stuff. So it's really hard when you end up with what's better when Harry met Sally in the mood for love, Titanic broadcast news or Brokeback Mountain. They're like, also those different. Five films is the best. And it's just, yeah. like, um, like none of, none of them. Um, all of them. I, I have to say, Similar to what I said about uh, Maggie Chung in Actress, I do think if I had to sit down and like make a critical argument, kind of like Carson, you were saying like Maggie Chung's performance is maybe like the most important when it comes to like cinema, but it's our show. Mm. Um, And I really went back and forth (laughs) between one of the straightest films we watched and one of the gayest films we watched, which is when Harry met Sally and broke back mountain. <laughs> um, and so the answer is broke back mountain. Damn. My best picture of the season. Oh, Corey, you said you just listened to the last time we did this, right? Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, there's some weird parallels to the last time we did it. Uh, Correct. So here, we, here we go. Um, yeah, uh, 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 fucking what I say. I'll come up. Brokeback Mountain was my number two. It was my my oh. tight tight number two. Let me tell you. Oh, I fucking love Brokeback Mountain so much. It is so close. Um, person, I'm sorry. Before you go, before you yeah, continue, what? my favorite what? moment. I fucked it up. I fucked it up. My favorite moment is when you played your ringtone live on air. Oh, uh, nice, good. Sorry, okay. sorry. Keep going. 
Yeah, I love, of course. You can't, don't come at me and say, I don't love Brokeback Mountain. I fucking do. Um, okay. Uh, Titanic is like, it's the, it's a fucking perfect blockbuster. It's so, and the fact that people don't like it is, is stupid. Um, but you know what? James Cameron's laughing all the way to the bank. So go fuck yourself. Um, a cabaret I will talk about later. Um, in the mood for love. Incredible breaks my brain. Every time I see it, uh, it's fucking look, we started the season and I was like, God damn it. This is like am I going to watch a movie that's going to displace maybe my literal favorite movie of all time? And it didn't. My best picture is before sunset. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I fucking love, I, I, and this is, if I remember correctly last year, y'all both did before sunrise. And I was like, here's the thing sunset though. It's, I don't know. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. just me, my particular, but I'm, I'm obsessed with the movie before sunset, you know, in a, in a way that rises to the, like the 10 movies in my life that I'm like, oh yeah, that's my favorite movie. I'm obsessed with Before Sunset in nearly the same way I am Spider-Man 2. And that's weird. It's weird, but it's excellent. Yeah, it's, it's weird, but it's excellent. Um, yeah, so there we go. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay, you went already, right, Caroline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to jump in and do my favorite new watch first, just because I want to hear you two talk about yours more. Sure. Um, election. It was great. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. I loved it. Election keeps ass. Wish I gave it more awards, but yep. uh, yeah, Same. I fucking loved it. Election. Yep. Yeah. Carson, did you do nominees for this? Cause I did a nominee list. I didn't do nominees. I just did. I could, I mean, look, I'll, Hey, uh, you do yours. I'll do okay. honorable mentions. I can, um, I can do honorable mentions really easy. No. Yeah. Um, so I have to say, um, before sunset is on my favorite first watch list. I didn't nominate before sunset for anything in the prior categories, not because it doesn't deserve it, but because one, it's like kind of obvious. And it's like, of course I could nominate it for like literally every category, but also I think just like being the one who is coming into these new between Carson and I, I think that like before sunrise was such a like such a shock to the system like such a unexpected whirlwind amazing insane uh, mind-blowing first watch that like I agree with Carson I think sunset is better I think before sunset is better than before sunrise but it didn't it didn't uh it didn't fundamentally change the way I I I watch movies in the way that sun sunrise did because sunset is very much like I mean, it's, it's an adaptation. It's a continuation. It's, yeah. it's yeah. playing in that same thing. That having been said, on my favorite first watch list, um, I have five. Um, they are Before Sunset, In the Mood for Love, Squid and the Whale, Election, and Brokeback Mountain. Those are my mm. five nominees. Those would maybe be my five nominees. Too. Yeah, and... Carson, go ahead and do your nominees, and then we'll, we'll exchange okay. winners. I'll just give two... I'll say two honorable mentions and then I'll reveal my winner after. Um, I'll say broadcast news is great and a movie that I, the experience of watching it as we kind of discussed in the episode was really confounding to me until nearly the end when I fought, when I figured out, Oh, this movie is like perfect. Like this movie is mm-hmm. so good. And by the time you get to the end of that film, I go, Oh my God, I'm going to watch this a billion times in my life. Like it is, it was really striking in that way. Um, 
was the other one I was going to say? I lost it. I lost it. Oh, Bound. Bound, my another, another one where I was just Hell like, yeah. this is, I, like, in terms of a movie that is just, you sit and watch it and you're just like, you have a good time the whole time you're watching. Like, it's just always great and entertaining and Hell a yeah. fun watch. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, so there's my two honorable mentions. that You go and then I'll... I will go ahead and say, I think, honestly... In the Mood for Love, Squid and the Whale and Election are the three movies from the season that just have decided that they take up space in my brain now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think about those three movies like all the time, like all the time. Yeah. Um, in the Mood for Love, just the vibe and like the sadness, like the Squid and the Whale, um, I actually just kind of think about, I don't even know. Uh, but it is, it is like always living in my head. I think of like Jeff Daniels performance, like once every three days for whatever reason, um, an election, I can't get, uh, both Broderick and Witherspoon out of my head. Yeah. Before sunset is, uh, such an incredible movie. It is, it is the one, I think I said this on the episode. I was like, ha ha ha, this made it into my top 10 of all time on Letterboxd. Yes, like, yes, there it is. Uh, uh-huh. It is incredible. Yeah. I do think, however, my winner for favorite first watch of the season is Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. Because yep. it is just like, I mean, I should have seen it years ago, but I, I hadn't. So uh, it is just, it is a stunning piece of pop culture. It is a great work of filmmaking and of acting. And it is just important. Yeah. And it's wonderful. And it is just as relevant and it ages incredibly well. Yeah. Um, in the year of our Lord, 2020, the second. I will say um, this is the movie that kicked my ass the most this year. Um, it is the movie I think I was the, I, the movie which hit me in the most unexpected ways, both in terms of, I think it's the material it covers is just, emotionally affecting in ways that are kind of weird and profound and and not very uh not very common and also as we kind of discussed in the episode I am not uh, while I am a fan of musicals I am not uh, a musical theater kid necessarily Hell I am yeah. not uh, yeah. I am not f- hyper familiar with the works of Bob Fosse and uh therefore uh cabaret just uh, it's good it's, it's a good movie it's, good. it's it's good and it's a good movie and you should watch it and i think that if you're if you're like me and you're not familiar with fosse and e- and if you're like me and you are familiar with the source material you will get things out of watching it that you would not expect i think um yeah, and I love Cabaret. I talk about it all the time now. It's a movie that I bring up in casual conversation quite a bit now that I've seen it. Uh, yeah. I love that for you. Yeah, thank you. All right, well, all those right. are Let's... the scenes. Um, thank you guys for listening. And I, I think we have one more order of business, Corey. Yes, we do. All right, so last season's games. Weird. Weird Wild season. Time. Wild time. We made them up as we went half the A lot the of the time. <laughs> Carson had nearly a perfect first half of the season. Damn. We did 22 movies, I think. And I think Carson won almost all of the first 11. Wow. Yeah, he he was kicking my ass pretty hard there. Special note, Carson, uh, Caroline and I talked about this before you jumped on the call. 
I um I decided how to score recast it. And if sure. I'm just gonna go with if I approve. Okay. <laughs> um no, I, I think that that's good. That's if good. the general vibe of yeah. the uh, of the conversation. If the vibe is, good, is right, then we kept uh, it tight. So that being yeah. said, every single recast at last season got points except I know which one. <laughs> Jennifer's body. <I> know. <laughs> The most cursed game we've ever played. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, so that being said, Carson had a really good first half of the season. Yeah. Caroline had a killer second half of the season. Mm. And I'm not going to imply stole her win, but the <gasps> Casino Royale game really did tip it in your favor. The sure did. season five winner was Caroline. You can't see it, but I'm crying tears of what blood was the final right score? now. What was the final score? In that episode, Caroline explained right. how to play poker, and I should have known then. All right, she one, was playing two. the long game. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, to four. So she still would have won. <laughs> she still would have won, but. It would have been a lot 10, closer. 10 to 8 <laughs> instead of 14 to 4. Fuck. <laughs> and Carson, I gave you every opportunity. I reminded you, I'm like, you don't have to bet. You can just not get points. You can My... just pass. You can fold. Much like Mads um, Mickelson, I'm driven. You would rather murder a man than cheat at I'd poker. rather, I'd rather cut a hole in a chair and hit a boy's balls. That I would damn. lose at poker. Wow. Oh, damn. Wow. That sucks. I mean, that congratulations, Caroline. Thank Fair you, and square. I'm just I'm just glad that I have a nice, I have a nice, I have a nice padding because that's um two two to two to zip. So if you win, if you win next season, we'll yeah. I gotta come back. Gotta come back. <laughs> well, um, thank you guys all so much for listening. Corey, if you would now like to tell all the fine people where they can find us on the internet. I sure would. If you like what you hear, please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Leaving a review also would really help out the visibility of the show. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at HHYNSPod. Uh, I am going to bring Letterboxd back this season. I don't think I posted on it a single time last season. So Hell to yeah. all, our, all our loyal viewers, my bad. Uh, we back with a vengeance. Um, and a very special thank you to our patrons, if you'd like a shout out on the show and bonus content, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash pod. We have multiple levels, all with their own perks, ranging from $1 to $25 a month. As I said, if you're interested in hearing more, head over to patreon.com slash pod. And do you two want to give a quick little uh, preview about what series we are finally about to unveil on well, the Patreon? I think we can say both. Well, we're doing two. Oh, the series. Oh, Patreon. Sorry. I, I did the exact same thing I did before where I was thinking you were saying a thing that you weren't saying. I apologize. That is a-okay. I, uh, yeah. Okay. So we've, we've kind of talked about this on Patreon a lot. I don't know that we've ever mentioned it in the main feed, but I had the ideal a while ago and then we've done a lot of work kind of molding it and shaping it that there's a few movies that we kept talking like we should talk about this we should talk about that and we couldn't like figure and then immediately i was like ah fuck wait you know what we should do 
resequels, legacy, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Yes. The, this very strange thing that for the last 10 years, there are these sequels to movies Not coming even out. 10. I honestly would like break it down to seven. I mean, Fury, yeah, since... Road, and, Fury Road and Force Awakens, which I think Force Awakens in two very different ways kickstart this trend. Yeah, yeah. In the two most different ways that a film series can do a legacy sequel. Yeah. Both come out in 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So seven years. Uh, but it has this, dominated it's, all... <laughs> It's like even to the point where now like, hey, fucking Spider-Man No Way Home. Is that a sequel to fucking like it's it's a very yeah. confusing trend. I think it says a lot about where Hollywood is right now. Um, there's a lot of legacy sequels that are bullshit, trash, garbage, like the worst representations of Hollywood's excess. But there's some legacy sequels that have been, I think, some of the most interesting blockbusters of the last seven years also. Definitely. And uh, we're going to talk about it. So we're coming back hot with uh, also a, a movie that's kind of a sequel to a, uh, a movie we talked about two sequel, uh, seasons ago. We're talking about Mad Max Fury Road. Yes. A, another movie that I would put maybe in my top 10 of all time, up there with Before Sunset, also Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think we did, contains multitudes. I do. I, I have to say a thing that we are doing with the series that I'm really excited for is we were able to pick both some of the biggest like legacy sequels yeah. that have been made and also sequels to at least they're all sequels to at least one of our like favoriteest favoriteest movies like almost yeah. every single one of these. So um, this month we're gonna be doing Mad Max Fury Road. Then we're going to go and we're going to hit Blade Runner 2049. October, we are doing the first David Gordon Green Halloween. I'm sure we'll talk Halloween Kills, which is a nightmare train wreck. I have not seen it yet, but I'm going to watch it for that episode. I'm excited. Uh, Big bad. Big bad. Then we're doing Dr. Sleep. And then for its one year anniversary, we'll be talking The Matrix Resurrections. And kind of the cream of the crop of these, it's all leading up to something that we were trying to figure out how the hell we get this in the series. And we just said, fuck it. We kind of have to piggyback off of it. We will be doing three months in a row, January, February, March, the Star Wars sequels, uh, the Star Wars sequel trilogy. And then we couldn't do the series without talking Force Awakens and Last Jedi, but we couldn't talk Force Awakens and Last Jedi without talking Rise of Skywalker. And we couldn't talk all three in one episode, but we didn't want to like spend three months as a part of the series doing it so we decided hey let's do our legacy sequel series set the tone for what we think about these kind of movies and then we will just yeah. do the star wars sequel trilogy as yep. it's kind of the series part two kind of the series redux yeah. a legacy sequel to the legacy sequel series if you will it's it's a great i think i really love the order that we've like found because it's both like I think it's a really good kind of we find a flow of the history of them in the last seven years and also it means that we start with talking about one of my most favorite movies of all time and then we end by talking about one of my least favorite movies of all time hell yeah Erson has gone on record and said uh this might be the last time he watches the right not might not might (laughs) not might yeah I mean we'll talk about this in like six or seven months from now but like yes I saw that movie a total of one time in theaters and yeah. i have never seen it again yeah now and we're gonna watch it again for your listening enjoyment all right thank so you please all. give us money to do so yes give us money and you get to hear about all this thank you guys so much um we'll be back we'll be on your feeds Woo!